Hey guys, welcome to the podcast Bridged. I'm your host, Daryl Porter, and I look forward to working with you in attempts to bridge the gap between K-12 education and industry. Now, let's get started. Welcome to the podcast Bridge. My name is Daryl Porter. And once again, I want to welcome you to the very first episode of the podcast, Bridged. I also want to thank you for tuning in, and I want to wish you a very happy new year. I know we are all looking forward to some great things happening in the year 2021, and really that's one of the reasons why I started this podcast. I wanted to, I wanted to, to focus on a project that, that not only enhances my learning, but has the opportunity to, to enhance... Um, this, the, the learning within the profession of K-12 education and even higher ed and, and business and industry. We're all trying to, to uh, do great things for students. And really, I think these conversations are, are, are going to be extremely helpful. Um, and so let's just go ahead and talk a little bit about what you're going to hear within this first episode. So this first episode, I I feel like you need to get to know me. I feel like you need to know a little bit about my professional career. I feel like you need to know a little bit about who I am personally. Um, and then really, I, I feel like you need to know uh, the purpose on, on why I started this podcast. What, what, what prompted me to start this specific podcast in trying to bridge the gap between uh, K-12 education and business and industry. And I'll go ahead and just start a, a little bit about um, who I am. So I've spent most of my life in the great state of Texas. I was born in Hawaii and lived in Washington, D.C., really for the first part of my adolescence. My, my dad was in the military, and and we didn't really move around a ton Um but we we whenever we moved we made we made some some pretty great moves and so like I said born in Hawaii moved to DC um, and then around third grade moved down to Texas and and really graduated uh, from from a, a fairly large school in North Texas after graduation I went to a smaller college in Missouri had the opportunity to be an athlete and majored in history, I bounced around majors uh, maybe two or three times and, and ended up majoring in, in history in four years and then actually came back and, and coached at my own high school. And for those of you who have had that uh, experience, um, it, it's unique. It, was, it, it, it grew me as a person. I really enjoyed it. Um, but I didn't stay there very long. I only spent about a year there, um, but that's really because I found a head coach that that I really connected with and and ultimately spent about six years with. Now, later on in this episode, I am going to expose the leadership qualities of this particular coach, um, and I'm excited to share those with you. But I did have the opportunity, like I said, to, to stick with him for about six years. We went all over the state of Texas together. We were at three different campuses together. Um, I ended up finding my wife while I was coaching with him, ended up uh, starting a family while I was coaching with him. Um, and so a lot, of, a lot of great milestones, a lot of great memories uh, with, with that. Now, after I got out of coaching, I did feel the tug to pursue uh, educational administration. 
Um, during that time, or really before I got in administration, I did pursue a master's degree, but it was a little bit different. I, my master's degree is not the traditional route that you would find um, in education or from educators. I actually got a master's degree from a, from a theological seminary. I, my master's is in uh, theological studies, and, and really I utilize this on a daily basis. I, I, I feel like m my calling is in K-12 education. Um, I feel like that's my wife's calling as well. And so, so you don't have to have a degree to, to, to be able to minister to kids, but, but I, I feel like it helped to, to, to kind of bring my, my theology, um, centered. And so did, uh, pursue that, then got an administration position. Um, I served at one campus throughout all of my campus administration. I was, uh, an assistant principal for uh, about half of the time there. And then I ended up taking over the campus for the other half while I was there. I was there five years. Um, very, very great um, learning experience. Had a lot of fun there. Um, really grew me as a leader. Um, and then currently I am in uh, the central office role. I'm, I'm working with uh, the PTEC program, which stands for Pathways in Technology Early College High School. I get the opportunity to work with institutes of higher education and business and industry partners to, to really develop a, a, a good program for our students to ultimately have the opportunity to get um, up to an associate's degree while they're in high school. So, so really excited about, about that. I also work with our, our, our career and technology education um, at the central office level. Um, and so that's, that's a little bit about my, my professional career. Um, I did, uh, while I was um, in the principal role, I did pursue a doctorate of educational leadership from Tarleton State University and just graduated with that about, I don't know, about six months ago. So still, uh, still, still riding that high on the fact that I don't have to write when I get home. I don't have to research when I get home. I am finished. And so um, that, that, that experience has helped me professionally as well. Now, personally, I am married. I am married to a phenomenal lady. Like I said, I, I met her while I was coaching and, um, we've been married about eight and a half years, going on nine years. Uh, been together about 11. We have three beautiful kids, one seven-year-old boy and two girls. One of the girls is five and the other is two. So you can imagine what bedtime and bath time and brush your teeth time is on a daily basis. We have a ton of fun and really this pandemic has grown us closer. So so that is a little bit about me and my, uh, my personal life. To set up the purpose of this podcast, I wanted to talk a little bit about a few of the leaders I've had in my life. I've been asked often, how did you get to where you wanted to go? How did you get in these certain positions? And, and really, there is no magic bullet. bullet. I, I, I couldn't necessarily point to something specifically that I did outside of one thing. And that thing is I was very intentional about surrounding myself with great leaders. Not only do great leaders teach you uh, the the ins and outs of the organization, how to lead well, but they also expose you and they and they they push you to the front of the line, so to speak. They make sure that you're seen. They make sure that that one, you know what you're talking about, you have the skills, you have the leadership abilities, and then they they get you around 
the people that you need to be around in order to to get to where you want to get. And so, so when I'm coaching people or, or when I'm just talking to people one on one, that's that's something that I that I am sure to to tell them often is make sure that you surround yourself with great leaders. You know, I often remind people that when when pursuing a job, there is an interviewing process. And within the interview process, not only is that organization or the company or the school or the district interviewing the candidate, the candidate should be interviewing the company. They should be interviewing the supervisor. Um, it, it may not be formal. It may not be a sit down, let me shoot a bunch of questions at you. However, the interviewee needs to come prepared with some questions. And uh, the reason for that is so that they can get a good understanding of who they're going to be working for. This is important to, to I think, the success of, of one's career is to surround yourself with great leaders and, and not just to take a position for the sake of taking a position. Um, and so oftentimes I, I coach people through this. I, I, I tell them about um, this process and how important it is to make sure that, that, that you're surrounding yourself with great leaders. And on that note, I do want to talk very quickly uh, about four different leaders in my life um, and how they shaped my leadership philosophy. And that's going to springboard us into really the purpose of this podcast. So the first leader I want to talk about, really, I didn't have the opportunity to, to choose this leader like I did the others. Um, but this leader was my dad and I want to talk about specific leadership concepts or qualities that they exhibit, um, and, and just, just kind of briefly skim over why I believe they're good leaders. Uh, once again, the first one being my dad, um, the reason why I feel like he is a great leader is not because of certain quotes that I remember. Oftentimes you hear people say, well, my dad always said this, or my granddad always said this, and it was a specific quote. I don't necessarily have those quotes. It's not because he didn't say them. It's probably because I wasn't listening. Um, but one thing, one leadership quality that I gained from him was the fact that he loved his family well and continued to, to love his family well. Um, and I think that's kind of the bedrock when it comes to leadership. Um, I still continue to to strive to be like my dad in that aspect. And, and so some days I do a great job, some days not so great of a job. But ultimately, um, that leadership quality, I feel like, is is something that needs to be exposed um, and, and solidified, really, um, as you're leading an organization. And so that's that's one of the, the, the leadership concepts that that I think is is ingrained in me. The second person I want to talk about is that head coach that I connected with. Um, and he does have a quote. However, his quote um, really was more of an action. And here's the quote. He would always tell his players, coaches, anybody that was listening, he would always say, now listen, there are people that may question how good you look and they may question how smart you are. However, never let anybody question your work ethic. And that stuck with me. That I feel is, is a leadership quality that it doesn't matter. You can learn 
you can learn the, the systems, the structures, the ins and outs of an organization. But, but if you don't have great work ethic, it's going to be tough to be a great leader. And so that's something that he showed and he instilled in me. Um, and, and really, um, that's something I try to take into my leadership is, is making sure that I'm going to do the work that needs to be done and making sure that I'm the hardest worker in the room. You're never going to question my work ethic. You may question my looks. Many people do. However, you're not going to question how hard I work. Now, the next two people that I want to talk about really um, had the biggest impact on my professional administration career, and that was the principal who hired me um, as one of her assistant principals and the superintendent who hired me to take over that same campus. Now, like I mentioned, um, I spent all of my campus administration career at the same campus, um, and the principal who hired me really exhibited a ton of leadership qualities that I take with me to this day. Um, but I want to focus on one. I want to focus on the one that I think makes the biggest impact, not only in my life, but in the people that I lead's life. Um, and that is the fact that she would allow me to experience things um, outside of my job description and outside of my job role. What I mean by that is um, she allowed me to do things that principals would do as an as an assistant principal. She, she allowed me to take over situations and really encouraged me to think through the situation as if I was actually running the building. Um, and oftentimes I would have that opportunity whenever I was promoted to the associate principal, I would have that opportunity whenever she was off campus, um, or, or she would just say, Hey, I need you to take over. Um, that gave me that experience that I feel like I needed to, to be an effective principal. And, and I'm, I'm forever grateful for that experience. Um, she, she really did a good job at, at, at training her people and, and, um, really her work speaks for itself. You can, uh, you can look or we can look and, and see all of the people who are in, who, who are in prominent leadership roles who were, uh, once under her leadership. You have many, many principals, many, uh, many central office workers who, who were once under her leadership. And, and, and that's a, a great quality, a great leadership quality. She really wanted you to shine. Um, she really uh, allowed you to to do the things that you needed to do in order to move to the next level. And so um, that is that is that leadership quality. And then finally, I want to talk about the leadership qualities of the superintendent who gave me my first principal job. Um, and really, the biggest leadership quality that I gained from him was the fact that he's such a great decision maker. He is He's very well researched. He's very well put together. He he knows what he's talking about, um, and he doesn't jump to conclusions. His decisions are backed by significant data, and and significant research, and and, and oftentimes these are right decisions. Um, and I guess the biggest example of this is the way that he operated throughout the 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 COVID pandemic. It's not easy running a district. It's not easy running a district um, without a global crisis on, on your hands. And, and he really did this, um, did this well. He made a, a lot of decisions that, that really enhanced um, the quality of education within our district, that, that enhanced the, the quality of the culture 
um, within our district and, and really is, um, is, is a phenomenal decision maker. And so that is the final um, leadership quality that I'm going to talk about in this episode. Now's the time where I get to tie everything together, bring it in, and kind of explain the purpose of this podcast. You know a little bit about me. You know a little bit about my my personal and professional career. You know a little bit about my leadership background and philosophy and, and what has formed me. And really, you know uh, uh, about uh, what I believe about taking control of surrounding yourself with great leaders. Since taking over this PTEC and CTE position, I, I found that there was a gap in my knowledge that um, I did understand CTE to a certain extent. Um, however, I've been under a person uh, here lately who, who is extremely knowledgeable in CTE and has passed along a ton of knowledge, and I'm forever grateful for her leadership in that way. Um, but I also understand that, that that one person alone can't teach me something. I have to experience uh, the, certain situations, and really... In order for me to grow, in order for me to learn um, about CTE, about PTEC, about bridging that gap, about preparing our kids while they're in K-12 um, for what we would air quote real world uh, jobs, um, I, I, I need to take my own advice and I need to surround myself with great leaders. I need to surround myself with leaders from industry leaders from higher ed and leaders from K-12 education who are doing a great job. This podcast isn't a, isn't, isn't a, isn't a bash on K-12 education because there are districts and there are people that are doing phenomenal jobs at preparing our students. And, and really, I just want to tap into their knowledge. I want to tap into the knowledge of the, the institutes of higher ed education and, and really try to figure out what they're doing to prepare kids and what they're doing to 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 partner with industries um and then i want to talk with uh, leaders in business and industry and 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 really ptech's focused on three programs of study but but i, I i'm not focused just on those pre three programs i want to focus on any industry that can provide our students a a high wage high demand job that's going to last a lifetime and it's going to make sure that our kids are successful. And so I have the opportunity to connect with a lot of people. Um, and I want to do this. I want to, I want to learn and hopefully in my learning and in my research and in my conversations, as I learn and grow, I hope this provides you an opportunity to learn and grow as well. I'm not going to say we have all the answers, um, but I will say the answer's out there somewhere. And this is just one avenue that we can utilize to be able to find that answer. And with that, we are finished with our very first episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. And I look forward to talking to you uh, soon. Everybody be well. Thank you. And uh, we'll talk to you later.
Thank you for listening to my dad's podcast, Bridged.